0: Welcome to Discussing Disability, a podcast hosted by Arkansas Support Network. My name is Dr. Sayred Evans. I'm the CEO at Arkansas Support Network. And I have the privilege of hosting a wide variety of conversations that we have. We invite guests from all across Arkansas Support Network, people with different roles and different relationships with the organizations. We invite them to come sit down at the table, put a microphone in their face, and ask questions about all aspects of life. Arkansas Support Network is a home and community-based disability service provider. We support people all across the state of Arkansas, and we are very much committed to supporting people to live meaningful lives in their homes and in their communities. It's important for us that the folks we support are active in their communities and that they get to pursue the things that they are passionate about, the things that they love to do. Today, I'm excited to have a couple of folks here with me to really talk about what that looks like, what that kind of support looks like, and what those goals look like. I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourselves, tell us what your relationship with ASN is, and how long you've been with ASN. So, Johnny Sue, you want to start?
1: I'm Johnny Sue, and I've been in ASN for almost nine years. Really? Yes.
0: Time flies when you're having fun.
1: Yep. And I love to dance.
0: We're going to get to that,
1: ma'am.
2: You (laughs) and me both,
0: but we're going to get to that.
2: Hi, my name is Arlena, and I've been with ASCN for five years now. Okay. And you guys work together?
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: Good, good. Those are always fun conversations, so Mm -hmm. we can dig into it. So let's start at the beginning, which is Johnny Sue Loves to Dance, right? Yes. Like you're an award-winning dancer, right? you yes, won ma'am. dance
1: contests. Yes, I have. I've won three contests. Where? In the Arkansas Sport Dance Contest. Okay. Did you get good prizes for
0: winning or just yes, bragging rights? just bragging rights. Like, hey, that's a good prize <laughs> in my book. It's a good prize in my book. Johnny Sue is definitely a dancer. Loves to dance, loves a good party.
1: Yes, ma'am. Okay.
0: And I'm certain you've been that way your whole life.
1: I've been dancing since I was two years old, from two to 26. That's a long time.
0: What do you love about dancing?
1: It gives me energy and it keeps me calm. Okay, I like it.
0: You know, there's a lot of science and research that supports that. One of the things that we spend a lot of time looking at in our behavioral health department supporting people when they major crises, right? When folks get overwhelmed and they get really anxious and excited and they kind of have these disruptive events that happen because of that. One of the things that we've learned is that moving your body can be very beneficial to regulating your emotions, to keeping you calm. Actually, there's a form of therapy called somatic somatics somatics. Which is all about moving your body and the brain-body connection. So when you move your body in certain ways, it helps your brain release chemicals that calm you down and help you stay regulated better. And actually, things like yoga Mm -hmm. and meditation are somatic practices. And I said yoga, and you just got this look, this side eye, like maybe y'all talk about yoga every now and then.
1: Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Well, there's this one pose I like to do. It's called the tree. Uh-huh. And you stick your hands up. Uh-huh. And you just stand. I tried not to put my foot up. Do you do it on one I way? try to.
0: Okay. Sometimes. I try to. I try to do too. it in my room. Sometimes I don't stay up. Because I end long. up falling on uh-huh. the bed. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But yeah, there's science behind that. It shows that there's a whole lot of benefit in moving your body, which I think is Pretty interesting, especially if you think about you know some people have physical disabilities, mm-hmm. and you know we struggle sometimes to think about making sure that people have that ability to move their body, even if it's not something they can do themselves. Yeah. But I, I think you and I both know and agree, everybody can dance, everybody can move. Yeah, some people in might in their need, own ways, right? And some people mm-hmm. might need more assistance to do it than us, but it's a valuable thing for us all. That's really really cool. So, tell me about working with Johnny Sue. I'm certain that it's a good time all the time.
2: Yes, Johnny Sue is filled with energy. I always want to go, go, go. And she's just fun to be around.
0: Yeah. So, how long have y'all worked together?
2: So far, we're in our honeymoon
0: stage. Okay. Yeah. I've been working with her for a month now. Okay. It's about to be holiday season, party season, all that kind of stuff. You got big plans for all of that?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be with Arlena in Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. And Christmas, I'm going to have fun with her again.
0: Okay. Well, cool, cool. That that sounds like a good thing. And I'm going to
1: be at the Thanksgiving dinner for ASN. Okay. And I'm going to be at the Christmas parties.
0: I wouldn't expect anything less.
1: I like partying. That's me.
0: That's a good thing. So, nine years.
1: Almost nine years.
0: Okay. So, tell me about nine years. What's been some of the better things that have happened in years
1: well I had a uh, one staff transfer okay got rid from... of some
0: folks that didn't need to be there
1: I got friends in Springdale okay and I actually did come from Springdale first and then I moved down here in Fort Smith because I found out my family was here I love ASN they're my home and family well I'm
0: glad to hear that I also know because I've been doing this for a long time it's not always roses and that there are certainly challenges that you encounter along the way you know uh, and anybody that tells you different is not telling you the truth Um, yes I recognize that but I think one of the things that always strikes me about you Johnny Sue is that you're the type of person that will communicate both ways right Mm -hmm. I know some people that are really good at communicating expressively they'll tell you things yeah not everybody is communicating receptively right not everybody's listening and not everybody's Taking the time to really understand someone else's perspective on things. And I always respect the fact that you show up, you say what you think, and you say what you mean, and you say what you feel, but you also listen to other people. Yeah, that's one
1: of my qualities is I listen to other people and I respond to them as best as I can. And I'll tell them if I can't, I'm having tongue problems.
0: You're all right. Take your time.
1: Yeah. When I listen to people, I listen to their story too. And there a lot of people say that you shouldn't take too much in, but I absorb as best I can.
0: That's all you can do. And everybody has a story, for sure. So you're new with Johnny Sue, but you've been here for a while now. Yes. Okay. So what are some of your experiences at AAS that have kept you here this long?
2: When I work with our client, I have a soft spot for them, and they become my children. You know, I try to treat them as my own, you know. And I just love my job. I love coming to work. I hardly ever miss work, but I just love helping out, you know, helping them do whatever they need to do. And I try my best to keep them busy, you know, not sitting around, being bored, you know. It's important to keep them motivated and, you know, out in the community.
0: Yeah, no, I think one of the things sometimes that's hard, if you've never provided direct support before, is a lot of folks come in, And they're not necessarily sure how to encourage somebody to get involved, how to encourage somebody to be active. I know a lot of people we support that somebody will come in and say, what do you want to do? What do you like to do? And not everybody's Johnny Sue that knows that, you know, (laughs) sometimes it's really about helping people have new experiences, helping people try something they've never tried before and really get connected to the community around them. And I'm interested from both of you all about what advice do you have to someone who's coming in, maybe starting this work. They've never provided direct support. Johnny Sue, so what would you tell a new DSP who's coming in going to provide supports to somebody else? How should they go about learning about that person and helping that person learn about things they like to do?
1: That's a great question. And my advice to the people is, you need to ask your client certain things, and if they don't want to do it, sometimes that's not going to have to be a problem. But some clients like the wholesale, and some of us don't. Like me, I don't like wholesale. Right, right. I'm not a wholesale person.
0: You're not a wholesale person. You're right.
1: And ask your client what your favorite color is, and everything. Yeah. It's like going on a date. Yeah. And that's how I put it: is getting to know your clients. And respect them and don't holler at them and look crazy at them.
0: That's very good advice. We've actually just recently had some podcast conversations around the whole topic of relationships, right? That the support relationship is a relationship. And I love what you just said, that in the same way that you need to be focused on, you know, maybe your boyfriend, girlfriend, romantic partner relationships and getting to know that person and really investing and learning about who they are. It's same way with your family relationships. So relationships have become a really big focus of conversation when we're talking about direct support professionals and how to help direct support professionals develop their skills and be better quality support staff. It's not just about learning somebody's schedule, learning their goals and objectives, learning what they need to do. It's not about chore charts and menus. It's really about those questions that you just recommended, that knowing somebody's favorite color and knowing their favorite song and music and shows and foods, you know, really getting to a place where you understand somebody
1: and who they are
0: and having that kind of go both ways, right?
1: Yeah. Like when I was talking to Arlene when I first actually met her, I was a little concerned about her. Yeah. I did get a little concerned because I was, like, confused and scared to knowing Miss Arlena. Yeah. And she is sweet as can be. she would do anything in the world for me, and I know that.
0: Well, I think sometimes it's hard for us not to take it personally when somebody is scared or confused, but I think that's a natural feeling, right? That that's yeah. part of the process. If somebody's going to be coming into my house, providing support to me, really learning about some private aspects of my life and helping me navigate through some difficult decisions, things like that. I'm going to be anxious, right? When it's a new person. I don't know who you are. I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if you're going to be nice. I don't know. All those things. I think it makes sense to feel that way.
1: Yeah, I do agree. Yeah.
0: But I think that you've got a really good strategy in place, right? Where you're going in saying, okay, I feel this way and I know that I feel this way, but I'm going to ask this person questions. I'm going to have these conversations with them. I'm going to see how they respond every single day. And it's that information that kind of lets you know, okay, I feel like I can trust this person. You know, you can get to a place where you feel like you have a positive relationship.
1: Or being comfortable with them. Absolutely.
0: And I don't think that's any different than any other relationship in our life. Right. That's not about direct support or receiving support as much as that is just a healthy process of building relationships. And we've had lots of conversations on the podcast with a lot of different groups of folks sitting around the table that I think the theme that we typically come back to is that good direct supports are provided by people who know how to have good relationships, how to be in relationships that are mutually respectful, not just one way.
1: Yeah, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. It really does, and I do agree about that. Yep. But like I said, Miss Earlene is sweet. She helps everybody. Yep. She can help anybody in the street, and that's the best part about her, and I liked her. I ended up almost calling her mama. Almost.
0: That's a good quality, right? Helpers are good to have, and we need more of them, definitely. That's good stuff. Arlena, what would be your advice or recommendations for somebody coming in? Today is their first day providing direct support. It's their first day as a DSP, and they're showing up at somebody's house that they've never met before, don't know much about. Ideally, they would have met them before and done all that. But anyway, what would your advice be for a new DSP?
2: Well, I would tell them, you know, when you go in someone's home, you got to remember it's their home you know don't treat it as it's your home always try to be kind to them you know because like i said it's their home you don't want someone coming in your home mistreating you so you shouldn't do it to others and just learn the person and just give them all the love that you can you know help them and show them you know where they fall short you know just help them out there i think that's
0: good.
1: I do agree with her.
0: Good. I'm glad. glad I do too. I think that's good advice. And I appreciate that. I also know that if you come in and you do it that way, there's a whole lot of benefit and you're going to have a good, respectful foundation to build that relationship from. But I know that not every day is sunshine and that there are things that come up. There are conflicts, right, in any relationship. Mm -hmm. There are conflicts that you encounter in your relationships. And so... What do you do when that happens?
1: I try to walk away instead of facing the person. I try to walk as far as I can away from them for a few minutes and then come back and say, I feel a certain way because what it was said. And that's from a client's perspective.
0: Yeah, making sure that your negative emotions aren't causing you to overreact or to react in a way that's not productive.
1: Yeah, like me, if I have any issues with my staff, I tend to go in my room Sit there, look around, and do something. And then I come out and say, I'm sorry, I did this and this and this.
0: I think that's good, and I think that's important. I also think what you said when you you first started is important, too, that coming back to it, coming back to it to apologize, but sometimes coming back to it to say, okay, I'm calm and I'm not going to be overly reactive about this, but here's what just happened and here's why it upset me right? But that communication piece is important. It allows us to learn and to not repeat the same mistakes over and over again.
1: Yeah, but when I go to therapy, I talk to my therapist and say, I feel, she taught me how to say, I feel this way because of what happened. And that's what my therapist told me to do. And that's what I do.
0: That is a good skill to have. Not enough people in this world have it. Some it people
1: sense. just go for the you first. That's not the right way to do that. Yeah. Actually, you have to say, I feel this way. And don't holler and say "Say it calmly.
0: Listen, I need to get your therapist's information so I can recommend this person to other people. Because that is very, very valuable.
1: Oh, she's a so sweet. She has a dog, too. Oh,
0: my gosh. I need to go see her. No, that's really important. And it's interesting because, like I said, we've been having these kind of ongoing conversations about direct support as relationship. You know, I think some people think about direct support as just to-do lists or, you know, this formal documentation, case notes or activity records or whatever. But really good direct supports are relationships. And they don't work unless there is kind of this mutual respect and that we have the ability to communicate with one another and to listen to one another and hear one another. And that skill that you just described with being able to remove yourself from the emotions of what's happening, take the time to calm down and not react because you're upset, and then being able to come back and identify what you feel and what made you feel that way? Yeah. That's really it. That's one of my coping
1: skills. It's like visualizing and doing different things. Like I dreamed that i go on a private island and look at the waves and stuff. That's what I do. And my therapist taught me that too.
0: Man, that's good stuff.
1: When we talk about our feelings, we go deep. Yeah. As deep as we can. But if I think it's too much, I'll say, I feel this way because it's going a little too deep.
0: So you use her own tactics against her. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, with her. Not yeah, with her. her. With her. I yeah. like it. I like it. That's really good stuff. Really good stuff. And I'm willing to bet it's been pretty effective with most
1: mm-hmm. support
0: staff. There's a big difference in I'm angry, I'm mad at you, and I'm going to yell and scream at you because I'm angry, I'm mad at you, how people respond to that. Versus how people respond to what you just described.
1: Yeah, I even do deep breathing, too. My therapist always told me to stop, think, and react. Have you ever heard of the quote called, stop, think, and act? All you do is stop for a minute, think, and then react it. Okay. There's a little quote thing in my therapist's office, and I look at that every day. Every time I go see her, I look at that first.
0: So this podcast discussion has become a big therapy or a big commercial for therapy, which I'm glad of because I think it's very important. But yeah, that's really good stuff. And it definitely makes for a better way to kind of manage direct support. Because one of the things we also talk a lot about is that having direct support in your life can be a really beneficial, valuable thing. It can help you live more independently Having direct support services can mean that you can live in your community and in your own home instead of having to live in some hospital or facility or something like that. Those are great things, but there's also a trade-off, right? Mm -hmm. That having people in your home all the time is an invasion of privacy. Nobody has all perfect direct support staff. Everybody who receives services, especially folks that have been around for nine years, have had bad support staff.
1: Yeah, I had that same reaction a long time ago. I had that same reaction where somebody didn't stop or think, and they reacted the wrong way toward me, and I just looked at them, and I wouldn't say nothing to them hardly. Or i walk away from them and go in the house or in my room where they went and yell or anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Or i take it, and then I'd be like, I have to walk away for a minute. Let me just walk away. And that's what I'll do.
0: Well, that's good. I'm glad that you know how to do that. I'm sorry that you have experiences where you have to do stuff like that, but I'm glad that you've learned kind of how to navigate those conversations because they can be difficult. I think it's really admirable the amount of energy and effort that you put into thinking about how you engage with people, thinking about how you work through kind of being anxious and concerned about new people and giving them the benefit of the doubt and learning about them and gaining that trust. like There's a lot of work that you're describing that goes into managing those relationships and really investing in those relationships.
1: Like, one of my caregivers, she is sweet as can be, and I love her to death. She treats me like a queen, and that's what I like about her.
0: That's what I would like about her, too.
1: She helps anybody, too, and that's what I love about her. I got five caregivers, five, and I love all of them from inside and out, and I tell them every day, You are beautiful inside and out. I tell them every day.
0: Well, listen to me. The fact that you have a team of five, four people today in this world is an amazing thing. And I understand why. If if these five folks get told they're beautiful every day, there's motivation to stick around. But, you know, hiring staff right now is a challenge. And I know a lot of folks that they don't have five team members. They need five team members. But they don't have five team members. They maybe got three, and folks are working overtime and struggling to fill shifts. And I think it says a lot about you and the way that you support the people who support you, that you've got a full team of five people that you would speak so highly of.
1: Yes, and I love every one of them. And I'll say that from the bottom of my heart. Well,
0: that is a good thing, and I'm glad. I'm also glad that I know you well enough to know that you're the type of person that you won't just say that just to say that, right? I mean it with my heart. I know. If there was somebody on your team that you did have a problem with, I know that you will communicate that. And I think that's a really
1: important part of it as well. Which I do. I do say what I think. Me too, most of the
0: time. We have a lot in common. Actually, Johnny Sue, that's why we get along so well.
1: Yeah, I met Dr. Sarah at a party in Hot Springs. I met you there first time, and I was a little surprised. I didn't know who you were at all. <laughs> I was a little surprised. I was a little shocked, but I had to ease up and go up the stairs and talk to you.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that first meeting, but I do remember a good number of dance floors where you and I were in the middle of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the first time I actually met you was in when we went to that convention. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met you the first time. and I still remember that every day. I remember that whenever I talk to people, I say, Sarah's the best person. You need to talk to her.
0: Look, you over here telling people every day they're beautiful, (laughs) and you over here hyping me up. Like, you need to hang out more after that. Oh,
1: you can come by anytime. (laughs) I'm gonna take you up on that. I'm gonna take you up
0: on that. Honestly, though, you do such a good job of encouraging the people around you. And I think that's a beautiful skill. I'm curious, where did you learn it? Who taught you how to do that?
1: My mom, when I was real young, I grew up without a mom, actually. Me, I grew up without a parent, both parents. And I thought to myself, I was really angry when I was young, really angry. I'm thinking you, you don't want to be around me. And when I came to Ascend, I calmed down a little more. And as I calmed down, I can talk to people better. I experienced with kids and adults as growing up as an angry child, but I learned how to calm it down. And that's the best. I'm sorry. I'm tearing up. You're all
0: right. do not have to apologize for that. So I'm curious, are there people in your life that have been good encouragers to you along the way? People who told you that you were the best person and that you were beautiful?
1: Yes, all of my staff, every one of them. And I give a shout out to everybody in ASN and I can't speak the words of encouragement y'all gave me. I have grown up with some of the clients from Mill Creek all the way to Fort Smith. I've been all over this state, all over it, and I joined every minute of it. I even have a best friend that's in ASN. We've known each other since we were little, little kids, like small kids Yeah. from, I think I was... 10 years old when I first came into Mill Creek, from Mill Creek up to ASN, and then I transferred so much. I enjoy being in ASN. This is my home. That's where I'm going to stay.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear it. And I want you to know that for all the ways that you give us credit for being a positive influence in your life, that you give it right back. That it's impossible to know Johnny Sue and not be better for it. That you are the type of person that brings happiness and joy to the people around you. You care about the people around you. And I think you're really, really good at it, which, you know, some people are. But I think knowing your background and knowing, you know, the lack of that kind of mother figure, father figure, the facility kind of environments that you've grown up in,
1: I was around 15 girls and three staff. Yep. That was a lot of people. But my friend I told you about, he lives in Springdale now. Yeah, He's sweet as can be, but he pushes me to a point where I don't want to be around him. And I have to walk away from him instead of doing crazy stuff to him. Yeah,
0: I have friends like that.
1: I do too. I got a lot of them.
0: But, I mean, that goes back to what we've been talking about, right? Being in a relationship with people. And, you know, people don't have to be perfect for mm-hmm. you to be in a relationship with them. But you do have to have good boundaries.
1: Yeah. Speaking about boundaries, when I have boundaries with people, one person might step over it and I'm like, you need to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Give me five feet, please, or six.
0: Yeah. Learning what those boundaries look like. Learning that you can need different boundaries for different
1: people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of my caregivers, she likes to hug. She loves to hug. It's a warm feeling to get a hug from her. But at first, I wouldn't hug at all. Yeah. I was not a hugger. Now, I just hug and just don't care if somebody hugs me now. But I enjoy hugs with them.
0: Yeah,
1: It's like a comfort of for your mother figure.
0: Well, and being able to know that when I don't feel okay with this, I don't need to do this. You need to respect that boundary for me. But then, you know, recognizing that those boundaries change over time.
1: Yeah, it took me a while just to get to hugging again. Because I grew up not hugging at all. And then when I don't want to hug, I say, please don't hug me.
0: You were just like the example of all the healthy skills that we all need to develop. Boundaries and this whole, I feel. I'm going to be telling people, I feel. Fill in the blanks for the
1: next. And then you have to let stuff go after.
0: That's probably the hardest part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. It's really hard.
0: How do you do that?
1: It's not easy for me. <laughs> I'm just being honest.
0: <laughs> I don't know that it's easy for anybody.
1: Like, when I talk to the therapist lady, my therapist, she's sweet to me. I love her. I enjoy her and her dog. You know, her dog is actually trained to help disabled people, too.
0: And she's an emotional support dog?
1: Yes. And she comes to the therapist's office, and when we start crying, she's supposed to jump on us and lick us to death Until we stop crying. (laughs) But some people are scared of her. But she's not aggressive at all. She's sweet as can be. I love her to death. Her name's Kwana. She's sweet. And I baby talk her. Yes, I love baby talking her. I love dogs. You can tell I'm a dog person. That's where I get my good feelings from is the dogs Mm -hmm. that I be around.
0: Dogs will do that. Dogs are good at that.
1: But I love them. I love walking dogs, talking to them. It's like they won't tell your secrets out.
0: They will not. They cannot. <laughs> so, I know. There's that. Yeah.
1: But I enjoy being around a dog. You too. It's like a warm feeling. And that's where I get my kindness from is the dogs that I be around. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm around Corner, she just keeps me calm. And that's why I like rubbing on her and everything.
0: Yeah, I definitely think dogs contribute to our well-being for all of us. But I think your kindness was there before you met a dog, before you came in contact with a dog. That's just you. They may bring it out in you, but I think that is rooted in you.
1: Yeah, I used to help people like the Antioch. I used to go volunteer down there and somebody came up to me and said, you have a big heart. And I said, thank you. And I always tell my staff, thank you for this. Thank you for that.
0: So what big plans do you guys have? What goals do you have coming up? Anything exciting? We have this
1: little contest going on.
0: What kind of contest? It's called
1: Weight Loss Contest, and the other person gets to take the other person out to eat.
0: Okay. So tell me about it. You have
1: to lose a certain amount of weight.
0: Okay. And it's already started? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all do realize you're starting this right before holiday season, right?
1: I know. We messed up. (laughs) That
0: well. it may just take you a little bit long. That's if
1: cool. I lose 50 pounds, I get to take Arlena to Golden Corral or somewhere I want to go.
0: Okay.
1: And I have to pay for it.
0: Okay.
1: Not the money in the pot,
0: remember? We got to oh, put money in the pot first. I got you. Got you.
1: And I enjoy this contest because it's so fun. And we walk around my neighborhood almost every other day. We walk.
0: So if you're walking, what else are you doing? Running,
1: talking. We do a lot of different exercises. I even have a Wii at the house that I could play with if I really wanted to. And a Wii Fit board. Okay. And there's different games that I play on there if I do play. I play bowling on there. I love the bowling game. I am a bowling strike queen.
0: Well, that sounds exciting. So are you just going with the weight loss challenge until you hit the 50? Or is it like It can so be longer. Months?
1: Okay. It can be longer if we want to. But I already lost 30 pounds. Well,
0: congratulations.
1: Yeah. And I'm still working on my weight because I have diabetes too. But I just don't have to prick my finger. That's the best part about it.
0: Okay. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot involved in that.
1: If I lose enough weight, I'll come off the diabetes medicine.
0: I was going to ask, so what are some of the things that you do to manage your diabetes? If you're not pricking your finger, you're taking medicine?
1: Yeah, taking medicine.
0: And anything else? I've been
1: exercising. Okay. You have to exercise. I found out about diabetes because I had a friend who lives next door to me, mm-hmm. and she's a diabetic, too. She taught me about diabetes. You could tell if you're high or low. If you're low, you get very drowsy and sleepy and stuff. Okay. And if you're high, you usually get hot and you start sweating a little bit, just a little bit. But I learned a lot and how to get it down is so easy. You can use pickle juice.
0: Pickle juice? Yeah. To I've get not it down. Heard
1: this. You always have to drink some pickle juice and a little bit of walking.
0: Okay. That's I how you just get it need, up. For the viewing audience I need to put the disclaimer that like medically we're telling them what has worked for you. We're not telling people to drink pickle juice instead of take their insulin.
1: Yeah, you still could take your insulin. I know
0: just from supporting a good number of people who've lived with diabetes that that relationship with your doctor, having that trusted relationship and really following through with the doctor recommendations are pretty important. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're working really hard on those things.
1: Yeah. And I do cook for myself. I like cooking. Well, that's a good thing. What do you like to cook? Chicken spaghetti.
0: Okay. The whole wheat spaghetti. Whole wheat.
1: Yeah. The whole wheat's better than the regular.
0: What makes it better?
1: It don't cook as long as it used to, and you don't have to put too much salt in it.
0: Sounds good. All right. Well,
1: do you guys have any big plans for this week? We're going to go to Sonic in just a few minutes and go get a trick or treat blast. It is that spooky season,
0: spooky time of the year. Yeah. You got a costume?
1: I had a costume.
0: What's your Halloween costume?
1: It was the Empress of Evil. Oh,
0: Okay. That sounds exciting. Is it the face paint hole in no, the No, it has
1: a mask. I can't put paint on my face because it makes me itch. Oh,
0: okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, well, we've kind of been around the world. We talked about a little bit of everything today, uh, but it's been a really good conversation. I'm glad you guys came in for it. Before we go, anything either one of you would like to say? Any closing thoughts? Anything we didn't ask about that you'd like to say before we go?
1: No, I'm good.
0: Okay. Well, I thank you both for being here. And for all of our listeners, tune in next time to Discussing Disability, a podcast hosted by Arkansas Support Network.